You're now listening to The Cadence Sprint. Hey, everyone, and welcome to The Cadence Sprint. The Sprint is a shorter format of our podcast that's focused on two things, skill set development and mindset development. When I think about skills, I think about things that you learn, that you hone, you improve on, you build up so that you can go out and do things in a different way. When I think about mindset, it's about how you think, how you think about yourself, how you think about the world around you, and challenging that mindset so that you're always expanding your ability to engage in things in different ways. For me, the Sprint is really an opportunity for us in a very short format to give people something to challenge themselves with. And with that, we wanted to challenge ourselves. So, so far I've really been the voice of the podcast, but you know, so much of what we believe in a company is raising up the voices of other people, giving other people a chance to express their thinking, express what they know, and introducing the audience to someone that we feel is a leader. And with that, we're gonna be handing off this episode of The Sprint to Leanne Ma, who is a coach here at Cadence. Without any delay, I'm gonna pass it over to Leanne, and I know you're gonna get a lot out of this episode. Thanks, Saram. Hey, everyone. My name is Leanne, and I'm a coach here at Cadence Leadership. This is my first time on our podcast, and it's a privilege to be here. A little bit about me. I studied social work in business and media technologies and entertainment in NYU, and I went to get my master's in social work at Columbia University. Social work is all about changing people's mindsets and behavioral changes, being mindful of the systems that affect us on a daily basis, while also achieving that through a strength-based perspective. I get to really employ a lot of my knowledge from school and work experience through my work here in Cadence. So today, I'm really excited to shed some light around how you can shift your mindset and behavior in today's short podcast episode. We're going to be going over a chapter in our expert advisor course around how to handle painful tensions within the workplace. We all hate discomfort, but my hope is after this episode, you'll feel that you can totally handle these moments gracefully and compassionately. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Tense conversations can look differently depending on the people in the discussion. Tension can look like passive aggressiveness, outright aggression, or even silence. It's all pretty dreadful. There are always different dynamics within group settings. There are those who are more conflict averse. They're quieter during conflicts, perhaps suppressing their concerns, not wanting to stir anything up. They may even be counting on those who are more vocal to raise these concerns because they don't want to be the ones doing so themselves. On the other hand, there are those who are more confrontational. When a concern pops up in their mind, their go-to response is to address it. They think it's absolutely necessary to voice it. However, because they're so focused on addressing the issue, their delivery may come across harshly. This then can leave a bad impression among other team members in the meeting. People can have perceptions about you and from the way you act. This may validate their biases, even if it may be an unfair assumption. Humans are fickle and we can assume a certain way about someone and quickly generalize the person to have those characteristics. Why mention all of this? Well, my point is that we have to be mindful of the people we interact with when we're dealing with tension. We all have different communication styles. So what are the underlying reasons that can cause tension in conversations? How can we all be on the same page even if we have different communication styles? The best thing for us to do as leaders is to firmly set boundaries. 
When things get heated, we often forget that our team is actually there to work towards the same vision, which is for the team to succeed. We first need to establish the message that everyone is there to bring their best versions of themselves, that everyone is there with no malintent. If you anticipate that the meeting will be heated, it's best to establish ground rules to ensure a smooth conversation. It can sound something like, Hey, from our previous experiences, we probably know that we can get a bit heated when speaking about Project X and the direction we want it to take. So let's remember a few ground rules. A. No interrupting. B. No invalidating. And C. We're also not going to be defensive. And instead of being defensive, we're going to listen actively to what the other person has to say. Remember, when we're offering countering points, we're not attacking each other. When Sasha feels as if these ground rules are being broken, she's going to politely interrupt and address the tension. Is that okay with everyone? A quick and short memo about ground rules is all it takes. In this case, Sasha is the regulator. It's encouraged to choose someone who is a respected figure in the team and is liked by everyone. This is because it would make it easier for people to listen to the regulator because their trustability is high. Now, even if these guidelines are laid out, that is not to say that they will not be broken. Tensions can arise and passionate group members may forget them. The best thing you can do is to manage the situation by managing the pace of the conversation and acknowledging the tension of the conversation. It can sound something like this. Steve, Mary, I'm going to pause you both there. I notice we're getting a little bit elevated in the conversation and it's because we all care. To get the most out of that conversation, I'm going to ask Mary, could you share your thinking with the rest of the group? And Steve, can you hold but don't share? I just want you to hear what Mary has to say. After Mary shares her thoughts, ask Steve, Steve, without responding to Mary or giving counterpoints, I want you to share your perspective with the audience. After Steve's answer, you can then bring the topic to the room and ask what everyone else thinks, one by one. For example, Charles, what's your take? See what was done there? As a leader, you take a step back, appoint certain individuals to speak. So number one, not everyone is speaking at the same time. Number two, you zoom out of the conversation and give them the time to recollect their thoughts while you're addressing the tension. Number three, you are encouraging people to listen by telling each person to hold off and listen. If the tension goes too far, you must address it and shut the meeting down. At this point, emotions are too elevated and common sense will take time to register. You can say something like this. I noticed this meeting is getting off track and we've got a topic that's really important to everyone in this room. Tensions have risen, so what I want to do is pause the conversation and wrap up the meeting. I'll get in touch with everyone to reconvene and we'll go from there. Here are things we've agreed to do. When you end the meeting and you start to touch in with people, stay as neutral as possible. People may not be logical when they're angry, but their anger stems from valid reasons, even if those reasons are just perceptions. People are never angry just to be angry. Try to step into their shoes and understand why these perceptions were formed and why they were taking the situation so personally. Was it because someone delivered their communication poorly? Was it because they were mad at someone's lack of accountability? Was it because they felt like no one was listening to them? Enter the conversation with an open mind and listen actively. This is the best time to summarize or paraphrase what they were telling you so they can feel completely heard and comforted. After that, you can ask them if they want you to communicate their thoughts to a bigger party or a specific individual. Move with integrity and grace. Because if they feel as if your mediation and handling of the situation is poor, they may give up on future collaboration and move forward with resistance. 
ultimately the team will be disheartened and not put in their best effort to collaborate. In essence, we want to be as respectful yet assertive when it comes to handling tensions. And to sum it all up, here are a few points to take away. A. We want to keep our composure and limit reactive responses. When a leader models a certain type of behavior, it sends a message that it is appropriate to communicate that way. In order for people to communicate efficiently, we want to create a culture that does not allow for such inappropriate behaviors to exist. B. Explicitly demarcate boundaries. Express how important it is to be accountable and respectful of other people's emotions. When they witness how much of a violation it is, they will steer away from doing so, naturally. C. Not letting tension fester. Sometimes we get too involved in who's winning the argument. We forget that it's ultimately wasting everyone's time and hurting people's reputations. As soon as you detect tension, address it so it doesn't explode into a situation with irreparable consequences. D. Understand your group dynamic. Understand your people, understand the way they communicate, understand the way they manage their emotions. If you know that the group you're going to speak with is a bit more passionate and a bit more hot-headed, establish those boundaries before the meeting with explicit clarity. A helpful tip is to have two or three counterparts who are very good at mediating and are respected by a lot of your other group members. They could be alert during these conversations and step in and watch out for any potential tensions to keep the conversation flowing. And with that, this concludes our episode on how to handle tension. Remember, meeting facilitators aren't born. They are made through rigorous practice. And by practicing the mindset and skill sets of everyday communication, you can become an excellent facilitator no matter what circumstances arise. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this challenged or inspired you one way or another. If you're interested in learning about our full expert advisor program, Learn more at cadenceleadership.ca. And until then, we'll see you next time on One Step Beyond. One.